The following podcast contains explicit language. I remember the moment when I realized that I even had a vagina when I was like, what? How someone can get a penis in the, my pee hole? That doesn't make any. Oh, my gosh. Wait, there's more. Hello and welcome to Sex Lives, the New York Magazine podcast about sex. I'm New York Magazine sex columnist Maureen O'Connor, and we're recording you today from a Manhattan hotel room, which sounds very sexy. And it actually kind of gets sexier because I'm here with sexologist, Dr. Emily Morse, host of the Sex with Emily podcast. Welcome, Emily. So good to be here. Um, So you're in town to host this year's Sexual Health Expo. But maybe before we get to that, can you tell me a little about how you ended up with this podcast that you've been doing for 11 years, is it? 11 years. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, people are like, what's a podcast? How do you even know to make a podcast? It's funny. I worked in politics for a while in San Francisco, like 10 years. And mm-hmm. then I directed a film about politics. And I realized, God, I love the journalistic side of it, interviewing mm-hmm. people. And, and I was like, you know, and I had an intern at the time. And she was more like tech engineering. And she was like, you should start, start a podcast. I'm like, what the hell is that? I've always been fascinated by sex and relationships, like my whole mm-hmm. life. And it really, it was a lot of it was relationships earlier on. I was like, how do you stay married to one person for the rest of Perpetual your life? Perpetual mystery. Do you know the answer yet? Well, <laughs> yes, I do. No, I mean, I know more so. I know yeah. more. Like, I don't have, like, the secret sauce for a great marriage, but I know what works and what doesn't. But also, I was like, and then how do you have sex with one person for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you keep that interesting? Because I just thought, like, I, I haven't. And then there was the other part of it was that, like, and I never really wanted to get married. I thought it was interesting, but I was like, you know, people seem to be really happy, and I, a lot of people are, or it's a thing that you do. So I just wanted to find some answers. It really yeah. started out like, I'm going to interview everyone I know. Who's like married, gay, straight, single, dating, and I invited him to my house that day. Not everyone. That first day, it was like five people, and I just mm-hmm. sat down and I just interviewed them about their sex life and their relationship because I was like, I want to understand it. I'm sure other people might be interested in this as well. So that's how it started because of this like fascination I had. It was like it was like a confusing relationship. It was like, and I also felt I hadn't had the best sex in my life, mm-hmm. and everyone would be like, and I'm also really hard on myself. So I was like, you know, yeah, I'm a total over- overachiever, but everyone, I'm like. <laughs> I, everyone's like, I had the best sex life. I'm like, I've not had the best sex. Like, what do you mean the best sex? When they were like, it was the, like, were you swinging from the rafters? Like, what does that mean? Like, break it down. I was always fascinated by that. I was like, I want to have that. So, you know, sort of shocking and amazing to me is that I thought I was having the best sex in my life. And then it's like you unlock a new level of sex that you didn't know existed before. And you're like, oh, that's possible. Okay. Exactly. That's it. It, it. It's like layers. And people don't look at sex like that. They think it's like, like so many people don't update their sexual blueprint or their, their file from like when they're age 15, like they're like, this is what I learned or this is everything I know about sex. So you realize that like, there's so much more to learn all the time. And there are all these levels to sex. So people are just like, I'm just all the old in and out. I have an orgasm on top, flip, turn over, you know, watch TV. It's like they do the same things and then they're confused by it. But I just look at it as like, it should be expansive, you, you know, mm-hmm. be growing and trying new things. And you know, I'm not saying like has to be necessarily like kinky. It's just like there's just ways to connect on a deeper level with like intimacy and sex. That's like really amazing and beautiful. And people just uh, don't really know about it. Don't know how to look at that. And a lot of it mm-hmm. comes from our own judgments around like shame and, um, you know, trust and fear and like who we are that we're bad if we have sex. You know, we all have these messages that we learn as a kid, like masturbation is wrong. Sex is wrong. And then we carry that into like our adulthood, like. I can only have an orgasm this way, or I've never had one during intercourse. So that means I never can. It's like, that's not true. Like, don't put these limits on your sexuality. Mm -hmm. What was your sexual education like growing up? None. Like, and I grew up like in a liberal Jewish home in Michigan. Like Mm -hmm. my parents were like uptight. So I didn't have like the religious thing. Like if you masturbate, you're going to go to hell or, you know, it was like more just 
Hey, um, if you have any questions, you know, ask me. And I think but you that, don't know what question to ask necessarily. Well, see, and I see this happening with like family, like my nieces, like my brother will say like, they'll ask. I'm like, they won't ask. They don't know the questions. I remember the moment when I realized that I even had a vagina when right. I was like, what? How someone can get a penis in the, my pee hole? That doesn't make any. Oh my gosh. Wait, there's more. Right. Exactly. Like, you you literally can just not know. Right. You don't. And women don't like, they don't know. Like they don't want to look. They don't even like think to. No, you like, just don't necessarily know. No. Or, and like, so my big thing was like, I never masturbated. Like it mm-hmm. didn't even occur to me. It was like. No one was talking about it. So I was like having sex in college. I was like 20 with a boyfriend of like a year. Yeah. And I was with Were my you girlfriends. Enjoying sex? Kind of like not like it was okay. Like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't having orgasms. Like I. Did I you would, know orgasms? No. Existed? So my best friends in college, you were asking if I'm having fun. Like a lot uh-huh. of them were here. We went out last night. They're like, look at you now. You know, because they'd be like sending me articles like, well, haven't you had an orgasm? They said this to me. Like, I'm like, no, we we're talking about sex. I'm like, uh-huh. no, it's okay. I don't. I like it. Like, what do you mean you've never had one? And I didn't know. It was like this whole, and I'm like, not like, I'm a, you know, I'm out there in the world. Like I'm, I wouldn't like live, grow up in the country. Like I was just like, how come it never occurred to me? And so many, many women, they like, you know, they're taking a shower when they're five years old and like the spray hits them and they have an orgasm or they're riding a horse mm-hmm. when they're 12. And I'm like, well, I rode horses, you know, like, <laughs> I took showers. I don't understand. So then it became like this quest and I was like, I got to figure it out, you know? And then I just, you know, how did you figure it out? Masturbating. You bought a fucking vibrator? Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Vibrators, masturbating, you know. This is my theory of why college dormitories are such a cruel thing to do. Because, like, I remember when I was in college, like, getting a vibrator and being like, okay, like, I'm ready to use it. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like, my bathroom is over down the hallway and I have this roommate. And, like, I remember thinking that, like, literally I had a vibrator that I wanted to use but I couldn't figure out how to bring it to the bathroom to wash it. And my fear that somebody would see me washing it. Yeah. And then I was like, I could put it in the shower caddy. Like when I, <laughs> but then when people think I'm masturbating in the shower, ah, and it was like, just like, you're that girl to have no privacy after also like a lot of people, like I had a, a room of my own growing up, right? right? To lose your privacy at the exact moment when you're trying to understand yourself is such an act of cruelty. Exactly. What are you supposed to Right, exactly. Like, lock the door right. It's a whole thing. You're absolutely so right. So anyways, so wait, so how old were you then when you had your first orgasm? Do you like, remember the first orgasm? I do. I was probably like, tw- probably 20. Uh-huh. Like 20, yeah. It was amazing. I was like, oh, I think that how happened. How did you do it? I was like having sex with like, my boyfriend at the time. I was like, thank God. Some women are lucky. Like they have sex the first time and they, you know, that's great. But Mm -hmm. all of our bodies are different. We have a lot going on in our minds. We could be anxious, not in the moment, whatever it is, self-love and masturbating and spending that time figuring out your own body is like the most important work you can do. Like hopefully if you don't have roommates anymore. And I think figuring out the imaginative side of it on some level. Fantasy is huge. Like you can have a completely full sex life without ever having sex. Absolutely. It's okay to fantasize about other people when you're having sex with someone else. You don't tell them like I was thinking about it's all healthy. And that's the thing that I try to do like with my podcast and everything I've done. And for myself, people want to know, like, is it normal that I blank? It's like, yes, you're fine. Like I've always wanted to have a podcast. that's just, is it normal? But the true excitement is the moment when somebody comes up with something. You're like, that isn't, that's weird. I remember, um, I once had a story that, that stupid, like, what is it? Rule 34 of the internet. If you can think of it, porn of it exists. So false. I can, come up with shit no one's made a porno of in a second two girls being uh someone being interviewed in a hotel room 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, never been sex. Right. <laughs> no, but anyways, um, there was a time that um, a friend of mine was like, you know, I've always really wanted to see gay clown porn. And he's like, I like, had a formative experience with a like sexy clown. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, but then I actually did fucking find a gay clown porn right. for no, him. You can't. Oh, clown porn's but big. The moment that you're the moment that you're <laughs> like, the thing I want doesn't exist on the Internet is the moment you're like, holy shit. Right. I found the Holy Grail. Exactly. It doesn't like, exist. Is it just me? Right, exactly. The moments that are actually just you are actually kind of the best. Best. They are the best because then you're like, okay, good. Like, I'm a, I got something I special. Is it necessary for like a full rounded life to have a rich fantasy life to explore your sexuality to unlock new levels of orgasm? Or can you have a totally full life without doing that? Absolutely. If you are satisfied sexually, meaning that you are sexually healthy, so you could communicate about sex, you mm-hmm. know, your desires, your want with your partner. You know, let's say if you're or if you're with somebody, you've consensual sex, you don't have sex when you don't want it. And you can have sex without all the fear and the shame and the judgments you have around yourself. And you're satisfied and you like pleasure, giving and receiving. And if you've never had a fantasy in your life and you are fully connected and intimate with your whoever you're with and you're satisfied, only you know that. Yeah, and that's fine. So, no, all these things are not necessary for every single person. But I, I would argue that. More people than not, or maybe this is the people that email me every day, <laughs> at some point in their lives are going to have come into some roadblock where they're like, I used to be able to orgasm and I can't, or I have lower libido than my partner, or I can't keep an erection. Our sex lives are always changing throughout our lives. And that's okay. And also accepting that it mm. ebbs and flows. Like it's not always going to be the same and that's okay too. A lot of people, they're stuck and they can't orgasm or they can't relax. I mean, anxiety is like the number one stress, like the biggest killer of our sex drives. Like people can't find the time for it or they can't relax enough into their heads to have orgasms or men experience like erectile dysfunction for a lot of different reasons. But a lot of times like anxiety, it happened once, it's going to happen again. And we're so in our heads and we're so busy now and distracted and we're so connected to technology, our phones, it's not going away, the cell phone. I'm not saying it's bad. Cell phones can be fun during sex. Yeah. Well, if you're like <laughs> filming yourself and doing porn, I'm just saying that, that people are finding less and less time to like relax and get into it. Yeah. I don't know. So I do know. That's what I'm saying. Have you ever used your phone during sex? Like not for sexual purposes though? Just be like, oh shit. I take notes sometimes. So you like, we're like, let's pause this. No, and it was like after. I'm like, after. that was so good. I'm like, I love Because uh, I'm always trying to be so affirming because we are also... We're so hard on ourselves, I think, in so many ways, men and women, but men, especially just because working with men in this practice that I'm doing and just in life, like criticism is so hard. If you're like, can you go a little slower? Can you go faster? They keep thinking like, what can I do? How can I figure it out? Like, she doesn't like this. And it's like, you really do have to be like sensitive and mindful and like learn how to communicate about sex, like in the right way. Mm-hmm. And so I was with a guy once and he was like, ask me to do something. Can I? And I'm like, I love the way you said that. Can I just like write that down? So we've been sort of like uh, all over the very place. cerebral <laughs> about our understanding and of sexual so health not here. Usually, this is so funny because this is, yeah, we have been. No. So that's one component of sexual health, right? Then there's also the very sort of like very basic of like how to not get an STD. What is the way you do things so you don't right. damage your body? That's so, sexual health too. And I want to ask you, I know you represent lifestyle condoms. Yeah, I've worked with lifestyles. So and condoms are probably like the number one thing that everyone knows is the thing you're supposed to do to be healthy. Right. sex and the number one thing that people do not do right or are like eh. yeah like exactly. waffling on how important are condoms really just because you're on the pill and he says he's been tested or you've been tested does not mean that you can't get an std an sti if you don't wear a condom like you might not get pregnant but you could have an std with you you know for the rest of your life but it's so <laughs> impossible to 
make condoms feel good. I mean, that's the problem. So I'm wondering who actually needs a fucking Magnum or King, as I believe Lifestyles calls them. Right. The King condoms. I mean, a lot. lot Who actually needs one? Some guys do. Like some guys do. But here's the problem. Some guys think they do. And that's when the condom falls off into your vagina or break, you know, things slip off. There are some guys that do, but a lot of guys don't. And here's the thing about condoms. First of all, I work with a lot of different like sex toy companies and brands. And the only reason like, and at this point in my life, like I couldn't talk about something or support a brand that I, or like a condom brand that I didn't, that I didn't like and use. And I am obsessed with their skin condom line, SKYN. Mm-hmm. It's like the silkiest, oh, do I have one here? Like I want you to feel like I'm not yeah, kidding. Yeah. Because I always thought that condoms, and I think a lot of people are like, it's plasticky, it hurts, it falls off. It's It's like, because you know the right condom. Like there's so many, it's like walking into like the shampoo aisle, like a target, you're like, I don't know. And then they're like condoms. So try a bunch of different kinds. I love these. And I tell everyone about them because they like, they're thin, but they're really strong. So that people are like thin, it's going to break. No, but they feel like velvet and they have like this perfect lubricant on them. That's just like smooth. I can't explain it. They're amazing. And they have Show different me, ones have one? too. You got one in your purse? I so. I do have the Oh, here, bring them over and show me. Okay. I just love them. And then we can get some. They've got so many different kinds. And so you should just like get, get their variety pack, like lifestyles too. Their condoms are like, I mean, I love the, the lifestyles ones too, but they just like feel different. Like you get, you want to get people get like non-lubricated, those hurt, you know? And it's just like, you, they just. So how is there a way to know what kind of condom, condom is correct for a particular that. dick or. Yeah. I mean. Other than just like trying them out. Like, is there any rule of thumb? That's like thin and feels good. Okay. Yeah. Is there any rule of thumb of like, okay, your dick is X number of inches. You need this or you're uncircumcised. So maybe go for X, Y, Z. I mean, I think if you, I mean, I think, you know, if you're like the average penis size, it says like six inches, like an iPhone six. The average penis size is, is the iPhone. Is the iPhone six. She's holding S. up her iPhone six now. Right. Wait, six right. S or six? Six S. I think shit. I don't get this wrong. I think it's six S. I'm looking this up. I've got the six S. Mine is okay. bigger than yours. Yeah, I think mine is the right one. Oh, so I have the six. Right, average. Hold on. I know. I always say this penis size. Uh, iPhone six. This is really important information for everyone listening because, okay, um, the normal penis size. Okay, the iPhone six are roughly the length of a soda can. Roughly so the length of a soda can. Inches. So okay, hold so a soda wrong? can next to your dick or a Budweiser, right. you know. Um, and then if you are, what, significantly larger than that, consider sizing up. Significantly smaller, consider yeah. sizing down. But so many people, it's not that you need, you should just try them. Because again, you might be really like girthy. But I think guys know. But I think don't get it because your ego, most guys don't need a larger one. Um, Let me just say that. Most guys don't. I think there is such a specific personality type that can be identified with the two words unnecessary magnum completely that is such a type of man in the world that's the name of your ex book i know book. unnecessary magnum yeah, exactly like the ego like i'm gonna get the tales magnums. from the male ego exactly um, unnecessary magnum i love it you should which do is that so fucking for sure we, we heard this we heard this here first uh, okay so putting on so you want to make sure that you roll it on correctly and you want to put a little lube what i'm a huge fan of lube mm-hmm. i think that everybody should use lube during sex even if you're wet, i don't use that have you ever because you know why? A guy's going to go down on me for a fucking hour before we have sex. I'll be fine. Yeah, but it's not about... <laughs> I know. He better. He At least... That's the way least, I roll. What happens is... I know. I love you. You should. I, I use spit. I don't use, I don't use lube. I use spit. Lube, but lube just feels it's like... It's different. I get it. 
but it's given that I would prefer to have things in my mouth, I don't want to put lube there because then like it's I don't want to eat lube. It's gross. But what about right before sex? So he could put lube on his, his penis and then roll the condom down and then pull the tip. Spit on it. I've been through lube phases. I like lube. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes. Maybe if you but... use the right lube. Like don't like no. there's really good lubes out there that are like, you I know. know. Okay. I'm just saying. I fuck the I, way I, I fuck. I, right. You what? I fuck the way I fuck. For a lot of people. But yes. You're wet. Lube and then is a big not, deal. A few drops like on your clitoris, you rub it or like on his penis right before. It just, I love it. Before he puts the but condom I, I'm, on. I'm not a pusher. And then once it's on. I'm not a pusher. Yeah. No, Don't use lube. I got it. I got it. I'm just saying I like it. Do you think anyone has ever actually used a condom during a blowjob? Yes. I know that people have. I mean, yeah, and they use dental dams. Put it when you're going down on a woman and you put it over her It's vagina. like a little saran wrap for her. Saran wrap for her vagina. Vulva. You can create one if you're like, I want to create a dental it. dam. Yeah. Take a condom, cut off the tip, mm-hmm. cut it lengthwise, then you open it. Ah, then you've you got your actually, little latex sheet. Exactly. But no, people do it all the time. And if you're worried about us, like really worried, come on, blowjob is blowjob. It's going to feel good. When a condom falls off into a vagina, what do you do? You lay in your back. You freak the fuck out. You freak out. You text like, all your friends. Shit, where's the condom? Right. You lay in your back. You text a dude and you're like, how did you put your dick in when it was wearing something? Was and he came out gone? naked and you didn't notice. What the fuck? Wait, so, so he's already gone? Fuck? So you realize I don't after, know. I'm making right. up scenarios. I know I'm saying. It's funny, but usually you know. But either yes. way, you roll back. Yeah. And you just like stick you your fingers your inside and you like pull it out. You just but have to reach and feel around. You reach and There's feel. no cheat where you like get good. into like a... La leche giving birth pose right, or exactly. something. No, just like lying your back, put your legs and your knees back and you put your fingers inside and you pull it out. So Fine. make sure, right. But I mean, also you want to make sure, you know, when you put it on, like make sure you do that thing at the bottom, like it's on, you know, like you rolled it all the way down mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you just, just, you pay attention. Like, did I open it with my teeth? You know, you're in the heat of passion. Is it upside down? All that stuff. More than a few times, a woman has told me that she'll be like doing whatever she's doing and then will realize there's a condom in her. And you're like, how did the guy not tell you that you're like either was he so drunk that he didn't notice that he put in his dick with a thing on it, pulled it out and he didn't notice that it was naked? How can you not notice that? But how does she not not want to say, dudes, FYI, not okay. Inform no, the woman. Inform her right if away. If you lose your condom. Hi. Yeah, we know it's you. We'll trace your or sperm. Or even just like, we'll hey, you. Right. is my condom somewhere in your bed? Because it's not on my dick right now. Right, like, maybe it worst. fell on the floor. That could happen. How about the moment you're like, I hope it's in the bed. I hope it's in the bed, not inside me. And then you're like, fuck, it's inside me. What is your, like, necessary kit of, like, things you must have in your, like, basics to go sex kit? I, I love sex toys. Um, my go-to right now, it changes. I literally have hundreds and hundreds of sex toys. Like I get 25 pounds of toys and product delivered to my office a week. It's hysterical. Like on our Instagram or Snapchat, we're like, what's in the box? We do a theme. We're like, oh my uh-huh. God, it's like 5,000 condoms or it's like fleshlights. Cause people want me to try their toys. And if I don't like them, I'm like, I don't like it, but I love the WeVibe touch. It's a clitoral vibrator. They're waterproof, rechargeable. And it's just this super like their motors are all different too. Like when she mm-hmm. had granular, like there's like this motor that I really like about it. And they have like a remote control that you can connect it with your partner and you can like, they can vibe you out. You know, th- yeah. that's what their other, actually that's what their WeVibe, their, um, the four plus the, uh, mm-hmm. the, their original WeVibe is a couple's toy that you wear, but I like their touch. Cause yeah. I like it. Cause here's the thing. So many women require more clitoral stimulation during intercourse mm-hmm. because no matter what, like the penis going inside, you pound away, like it just won't hit it for some women. Like even if they're rubbing it. So if you want that, like if you need mm-hmm. something, you're like, I'm embarrassed. I don't want to bring out my magic wand or whatever you use. It my power tools. <laughs> yeah, my power tools. Like, is there an outlet here? I was listening to you talking about Kegel balls or. Oh, I was going to say 
I Are you wearing balls. them right now? I'm not wearing them now because I'm wearing a skirt. I learned my lesson. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm going to look at, there was one other thing. I went, yes. I'm, I, For listeners, she recently had an experience where she <laughs> was wearing kegel balls and one fell out. One? Multiple? Do you have multiple in? So this is a hack. Ready? You stick this ball. You stick it to weight. Yeah. And it looks, it's like you put in like a tampon. It's like a ball, right? Mm-hmm. And you put it inside you and you can just like walk around and it naturally, it's your pelvic floor. So what, let me finish what they are. Yes. Pelvic floor, pelvic floor muscles, your PC mm-hmm. muscles. It's like those pee stopping muscles when you stop and start yeah. the flow of urine and you like tense and relax and you're supposed to do them five minutes a day. And the doctor's like, you know, you're gynecologist after you have baby, sometimes like urinary incontinence yeah. or you just, if you can't orgasm, you can't find your G spot. And for men who want to last longer in bed, there's a million reasons why. And everyone's. Um, pelvic floor will atrophy over time. Like as you get older, like you're going to sneeze and pee. Like yeah. it will just happen whether, you know, and so it just sucks. So you're like, you know what? I'm going to wear them. And you just by the act of wearing them walking, you don't have to do your exercises. It works them out for you because you're keeping you're them naturally in. Holding you're not like in. walking around, like sucking yourself. You're just, you're naturally holding them in and it works them out. So you're like walking around and it works. And I have to, I have to do them. It's like, it's like if someone go to the gym and like do setups for you or some th- machine and you didn't have to yeah. go, you're like, well, I have abs. So I warmed to a meeting and I was rushing, of course, yeah. like in LA, traffic late. And I'd put them in, but like, sometimes like you're sitting in your car, you're driving, like kind of like, it wasn't as like tightly in maybe. Mm-hmm. And I was going to me as I was yeah, really relaxed. <laughs> but like, I'm so me, like I'm rushing and I'm standing in the meeting and I go into like, she's like, you want to get some coffee? We back to the coffee room and like I'm standing there and all of a sudden it just like falls out. Like I think I hadn't put it on the way and it was like on the floor. And I was like, ah! And I don't even know this. I sweep down and I pick it up and I throw it by my back. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it, didn't even say a word. No. Picked it up and threw it in your bag. Because the thing is, and I didn't talk about it for a few weeks, and everyone in my staff was like, why didn't you tell? Because things come out. Do you feel like on your podcast? Oh, yeah. You'll just say something and you're like, why would I say it? Like, oh, I thought you were going for things come out like when something random comes oh. out of your vagina, when you're like, it's like an hour later and you're like, oh, there's the jizz. <laughs> there's the pencil. Where did I go? Right. You're like, oh my God, I'm looking oh, for the shit, black the condom. Sock. Right, right. I thought my underwear on. Like, knowing me, like, I put my underwear on backwards. Who knows? I was rushing and it just fell and I picked it up, swooped my purse, and then I forgot. I blocked it. And what I was saying is that, so during my podcast, one day I was just like talking to my co-host. I was like, oh, you know what happened to me? It was like three weeks early. Yeah. Like, I think I had blocked it. And then I'm just like, oh, this happened. And then everyone in my staff was like, why didn't you come in and tell us that? I'm like, you know what? I think I blocked it. I'm okay now. It's funny. So that's what happened. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Kegels. Have and you ever you know, faked an orgasm? Yes, but I oh, never I will again. So many. Oh my God. So we all, oh my God. It's such, not okay. anymore though. Right. Well, I was like, I'm not opposed to doing it sometime in the future. I just feel like, why is the onus on me to have to explain myself? I'm telling you. Right. And the reason why you do it is because why? Because instead of just being like, eh, I'm done now, I'd rather have a dramatic moment and attention and look high. Right. right. And, and I'm a narcissistic. No, I got figure. it. No. And you want him to feel like you don't want to be bummed and you want to explain no. you have one, right? You don't care about that? Or no, that's no, part you of know, it. I was reading these studies that um, that is usually like the number one reason why women fake. But plenty of women say they fake because it's fun for them. You know that I feel like we have this judgment that we assume we assume so much about the reason why people do certain things in bed. I don't think it's fair to assume that something is like that you're faking because it's for him. I believe when it comes to sex and orgasms, every fucking woman for herself. I am not training a man for someone else. The thing is, though, if you don't have to have one, it's fine if you don't have one every time. But whatever. People do their own things. I I used to. Yes, we've all. I don't know any woman who hasn't. Are there any like strongly held opinions that you have that you've changed over the course of these 11 years of doing sex with Emily and then now studying sex academically? Um, any views around sex you said yeah. that have changed you or an yeah. opinion or something um, that you're like, Oh, I, I thought this, but whoa, different. I feel like with sex, I'm really learning like how confusing it is 
for men and for women to like understand each other sexually, that there's so mm-hmm. many more layers of confusion and like anxiety and stress that they get all tangled together. Like for example, vaginas, right? Yeah. Vulvas. Rubik's cube of life. Like men are like, my last girlfriend did it this way. And I don't understand this, but we're, we're all different. Mm-hmm. And I like my heart, like for the men, I'm like, it's fucking hard. Like if she doesn't know or doesn't tell you, how are you supposed to know? Yeah. You know, like, what do you, it's just really, really confusing. And same with like women, like we don't know. We don't, there are plenty of things that happen during sex that we don't have words for necessarily. And so communication is hard because you have to communicate also like with your body, like it's right. kinetic communication too, or it's like, you know, that weird little thing, let me point, you know, it's, um, cause we think of communication as just words, but oftentimes no. there isn't a word for what you're trying to communicate. Exactly. Exactly. Which is so why it's so show, hard. Right. You could take their hand and show them or you could like, you know, move your body in a certain way, but it is, it's so complicated. And sometimes we don't even know. I'm just, no, when I'm masturbating, this is how I orgasm, but I can't explain that to you. Yeah. And so it's really a way of just like, and that's what I talk about on my show a lot of like different ways that you can communicate it that aren't like awkward and weird and like teach cool. people how to you know, break it down. And like people who want to like try new things with their partners and don't know how to ask. And it's like, we talk about all that stuff. What did you think sex was before you knew what sex was? It's a great question. I'm trying to remember what I thought it was. I don't, I don't really remember. Do you remember the first time you saw an erect dick? Yes. In high school, I think. Uh Uh-huh. And it was weird. (laughs) And it was big, actually. I do remember. It was like my boyfriend in high school. We did the other year. We had sex. He was my first boyfriend I had sex with. Anyway, yeah. Is what? that the one who you learned to orgasm? No, no. Totally different. Years later, no. Oh, sorry if he's listening. We did, I did not have it. I didn't know to <laughs> fake it though because I didn't know what they were until three years later. So did you not know they existed nope. at all? Like nothing. You like I was living under a rock. The word, I was even. living under a rock. I must have been. Didn't you have Cosmo magazine? Maybe Cosmo didn't say orgasm back then. I, you know what? I didn't read Cosmo. <laughs> I should have. Now I do. I don't know. I was like shocked. I was like, what? It's like, I woke up. I was like, what, you're like, what do you mean? Like Santa Claus? Is, it was like one of those things that doesn't exist. Like how, how, how you're like, there's happen? a secret Santa Claus and you're yeah, going to find secret, it. There's right. going to be Christmas. Like, how did I not? Know? I was like mad at my mom. And <laughs> she gave me this book. My, my mom's so cool. She's like, you're just so stressed out. Cause I was in college. And I was like totally yeah. type A. She's like, maybe you just get high and like have sex. Oh, so she's like, my mom's not even a stoner. Mm-hmm. She's, like, she's like, you just need to like smoke a joint. Like maybe you just chill out and have an orgasm. That's like her one piece of sex advice. She's awesome, my mom. But it was funny. I still laugh about that. I'm like, mom, you know, actually that can work sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. What did you think about it? I remember the realization that when people say like up, like, you know, like his dick was up or like it's, you know, I didn't understand that it literally pointed, could point up and <laughs> right. or like straight out like that. Like I always thought that that was sort of an exaggeration, but like, I remember there was like a particular sex scene in the very beginning of Jerry Maguire. This is so ridiculous when they're supposed to be fucking face to face and she's like up above him. Like he's like holding her up oh. and she's like against a wall. And that's when I was like, wait, I think the penis must literally go up. Right. right, right and right, like, right. oh, <laughs> it must like, literally go up. And I think it, for that to, by physics, it right. must be like standing on end. Right, right. I love it. Jerry Maguire. Who would have thought? I know. People were inspired for other things. You were inspired sexually. I love it. <laughs> this is why the world's so great. Right. Cool. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you. I think we're good to go. This was fun. So thank you to our guest, Emily Morse, who you can find her on her podcast, Sex with Emily, and online at Sex with Emily. Sex with Emily. Com and like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all Sex with Emily. All and email me if you have questions. Feedback at Sex with Emily.com. Yeah. I and love- as a reminder, you can always reach our voicemail box at 646-494-3590. This week, call to tell us about condoms, the problems you do or don't have, what irritates you about them. If you really think, can you have, what did it take to figure out the condoms that work for you? 
Um, I want to hear about all of that. The asshole who would or wouldn't put it on. Tell us about condoms. Um, So call in that 646-494-3590. It's just a voicemail box. So um, you're not going to have to like freak out and say your name to someone. No biggie. Um, If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on iTunes. Sex Lives is produced by Efim Shapiro. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. See you next week. And thanks for listening.